Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back with another episode. Y'all, y'all know what time it is, but before I get into the episode, I want to uh, tell you about this new initiative that I'm doing. It's called the Doing Time with Joe Contributor, and basically what that is is I'm allowing anybody out there, no matter what profession you're in, or, or you can just be a homebody, it doesn't matter, anybody out there that has something to say about crime, prison, gangs, being in a relationship with somebody in, in prison, or being in a relationship with somebody that's in the streets, or uh, you've been a victim of crime, anybody out there that has something to say, I'm asking you to put a five minute, at least five minute video clip together or an audio clip together, email that to me, and then I'm gonna put that on my podcast. That's what I'm trying to do, y'all. Remember, the goal in this is trying to deter crime. So I wanna tell some compelling true messages, let people know what this lifestyle is all about in an honest way, right? I want more voices than just my own, right? So if you're interested in this and uh, you want more information, send me an email at doingtimewithjot at gmail.com and I'll get right back at you and let you know what it is exactly that you have to do to be a part of this initiative, right? But in this episode, y'all, I'm going to be talking about something that I don't think a lot of y'all are really keen on. Uh, but this episode, I'm going to call it, he had a phone up his butt. You heard it right, y'all. He had a phone up his butt. Now, let me break this down for you. I got transferred from one prison to another you know, back in the day. And when you get transferred, you get put on this big bus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's like a school bus so that you can relate to what I'm saying. But on this particular bus, you know, you have uh, windows that are bo uh, uh, boarded up to where you can't jump out of them. You can let them down just a little bit to get some air. But it's, it, you got handcuffs on, you got shackles on, and you're sitting next to, usually you're sitting to another convicted citizen while you're in, in route to wherever you're going, right? Now, this particular time that I was transferred, one of the many times I've been transferred, I was, we had to go from one prison to another, and you stop at this other prison for a layover to pick up other people that are going to the same place that you're going, right? So when we stopped at the other prison to pick up the other people that were going to the final destination, there was this one particular guy that got on the bus. He was kind of a heavy set dude, big dude. He, he looked like he was in shape, you know, and, and, but he was a big guy, very big guy. He probably weighed 260, 270, you know what I'm saying, muscular. You know, the prison body, big up top, small legs, you know what I'm saying? But this, this dude was big, right? So anyway, he's sitting next to me, and we're en route. You know, the bus is rolling. We're probably about 15 to 20 minutes into the, to the bus ride, and it's, the bus is full. You got everybody on there. You got everybody on there hollering, what's up, cuz? What's cracking, lagging, and all this and that. And then you got the folks back there saying this and that. You got the vice lords saying what they're saying. You got the area nation. Everybody's communicating, laying it out on what they're going to do when they get to this new place, catching up on, you know what I'm saying, things they might have missed out on because they, you know, hadn't seen each other in a while. It's just general conversation that happens on a bus when you got – uh, prisoners going to another location, right? So this guy that's sitting next to me, I don't know him. He doesn't know me, so we're really not just talking that much. He'll ask me a question here and there. You know, he wanted to know if I had ever been to the prison that we were going to, uh, how long I had been in. I asked him the same type of stuff, you know, just general conversation, trying to keep it cordial, right? I got to sit beside this guy for the next few hours, so I want to make sure that, you know, I'm dealing with somebody that ain't going to just headbutt me or, or or make me have to put him in the headlock or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, after about, I'm going to say, 20 or 30 minutes into the ride, I hear this sound, and I look around, and the sound that I heard was like this. It went Now, when you're in prison and, 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 and people hear that sound, that sound is usually attributed to a cell phone. So... People in prison, y'all, when we hear that sound and 
it's some it's in a place where we're not familiar with people having a cell phone. Everybody's looking around. Everybody's trying to find the location of this sound. So it went. So then I look next to me because the sound, it sounds like it's coming from the guy that sat next to me. Now I look him, I'm looking him up and down. I'm, I'm like, what's going on? And he looked at me, he kind of looked nervous. And I seen the sweat on his forehead. I didn't really think nothing of the sweat because he's a big dude. So I figured he might just be sweating because he's hot. You know, the AC really wasn't working, and it was the summertime, y'all. So I didn't really take, you know what I'm saying, take that, uh, uh, that sweat being a big deal, right? So then all of a sudden I'm looking at him, and he starts to switch back and forth in the seat. You know how you're rocking when you're sitting down and you're rocking from butt cheek to butt cheek? That's what he was doing, right? So all of a sudden, and being in prison as long as I have been, now, instead of looking at him, I'm starting to observe the surroundings. Everybody is locked in on me and dude because the sound is coming from our area. And I said, look here, man. You got a phone on you? He looks back at me. He don't answer. He said, man, I got to go to the restroom. Now, on this bus, you got to go to the back of the bus. And it's got a toilet in there where, you know, if you need to use the restroom while we're en route, you can. So he goes in there. While he's walking down the aisle, he passes by all of these other guys that's affiliated. And you can hear it again. And then he gets into the restroom, and you hear all this shuffling. He's trying to get his pants down, but it's hard because, you know, we got chains on. And the shackles on our ankles and the chain is around our waist. It goes through the belt loops. And then you got on the handcuffs that are attached to the, the, to the chain that's on the belt loop. So evidently, he's in there trying to get his pants down or whatever the case may be. I don't know what he's got going on. In my mind, at first, I'm thinking, okay, he got the phone taped to him. He's a big dude. Maybe he beat him. Maybe he got by the search. Maybe he, you know, taped it to his, under his belly or something. Because, you know, people do that, right? But then he comes back out. Sits back down beside me. Now, everybody is looking at us. The whole bus is, I'm talking about, it is quiet. And I could hear the, 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 everybody's brain is working. Everybody's contemplating, okay, one of them got a phone. Something's going on. And something's going to happen about this, right? So I'm sitting there with him, and I said, man, you straight? He looks at me. He's like, yeah, I think so. I think so. He said, uh, somebody tried to call me. Now, I wasn't expecting to hear that. I looked at him. I said, somebody trying to call you. And I'm whispering, right? You know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah. I said, homie, you got a phone on you? And he was like, yeah. I said, homie, you need to get that phone put up. He said, it is put up. I said, what you mean is put up? I could hear it ringing. And I said, if I could hear it, everybody else heard it, man. Don't you see these dudes looking at us? He looks at, he said, man, it's up in me. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I said, you what? He said, it's up in me. I said, you got to be kidding me, man. You got a phone up in you? He said, yeah, now keep in mind, I ain't no pervert or nothing like that, y'all. I ain't tripping or nothing. But I asked him, I said, oh, what kind of phone is it? He said, a flip phone, a flip phone. You remember the old Verizon flip phone? That flip up, you know what I'm saying, like that? 
I looked at it, man, and don't, don't get it twisted, y'all. I ain't, I ain't on no freaky stuff. But when he told me that, I got the picture in my head how big the phone is and how in the world he got this phone up in him. He looking at me like it ain't a big deal. You know what I did? You know what I did? I started looking around the bus for an empty seat. <laughs> and I saw one. <laughs> and I, I said, hey, homie, I'm going to holler at you. I got up, and I moved to another seat because, look, in here, a phone, oh, that's gold right there. That's gold. And he ain't said nothing about being affiliated, so I'm assuming he's a peon. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's not affiliated. And I know what's about to happen to him when we get to this other place. And I don't want to be sitting near him, so it's any confusion on which one of us got a phone. You feel me? Because I ain't doing nothing like that. So... It's a few hours later, because it took us like three or four hours to get to our destination. It's a few hours later, and guess what happened? Phone started ringing again. And then I'm sitting in this other seat with this other dude, and I'm not saying anything, but in my mind I'm thinking, okay, this is a big dude. This dude is huge. He's probably about 260, I'm going to say, maybe. And he's got this phone up in him because that's what he told me. So this phone, now don't get it twisted, y'all. <laughs> I'm sitting here saying in my head, he got to have the phone, the volume all the way up. Because to hear that, hear that sound through all of that meat, you feel what I'm saying? This is a big dude and that phone up in him, so you hearing this sound. That, 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 that sound got to vibrate through his body to his. And then maybe he just got it setting on his buck cheese. Maybe he just beat the shirts. I don't know. So now everybody's looking at him. It, they locked in, man. They are locked in. And I see this one big dude, he vice lord. Big old dude. He bigger than dude. He get up from his seat, walk on over, and sit down next to dude. And he's so big, it's like the other dude, the dude that's sitting down, the one with the phone, he had to scoot closer to the window. Dude done locked him in. It's over. I know what's finna happen. I know what's finna happen. As soon as we get where we going, it's going down. So we pull up at the prison. It's dark now. You know, it took us all them hours to get there. It's dark. We pull up at the prison. It's probably about 730 where the sun is going down, bro. We pull up. Officer walk on the bus. Now, don't, keep in mind, let me tell you this. I got shipped because I got in trouble at the other place. You know what I'm saying? Because down at the other place... I had a cell phone. You feel what I'm saying? Get caught with it, my cellar take the charge, all this old kind of stuff like that, right? But at the end of the day, they shipped me for that. So I'm, I'm getting at this other place. Soon as I get there, police walk on the bus. Who's Joe Baker? I said, that's me, what's up? He said, stand up, man. I said, what's going on? He said, uh, you getting off the bus first. We got, uh, we got word that you got a cell phone. We got to search your property. I said, man, I ain't got no cell phone. Now, keep in mind what I just experienced with this dude, right? Now, everybody is looking at me. Oh, oh, he got a cell phone. I said, nah, <laughs> this, this is twisted right here, right? How could this be happening to me? You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, they take me off the bus. I'm thinking they're taking me off the bus. They're going to search my property and then strip search me. You know, that kind of thing. Because they got machines you can set in and send you around this table so they can tell if you got something in you, on you, whatever the case may be, right? Oh, no, they don't do none of that. 
They put my property in the car and pushed me back to the hole. I go straight to the hole off the bus, y'all. Them folks didn't give me a chance to even hit the cop pile. I go straight to the hole. Get in the hole, they search my stuff, strip search me, sit in the chair, all this and that. They see I don't have a phone. I said, well, do I get out of the hole? They're like, nah, we were told to lock you up, right? I said, okay. So I'm in the hole. It's about, I'm gonna say it's about a quarter to nine. It's almost lockdown time. You know, they'll lock you down at nine o'clock down there, right? So guess who I see coming in the hole, y'all? Dude that I was on the bus with. They bringing him back into the hole, right? He done got out there on the compound, and, and like I told you, that vice lord dude that sat next to him, they done got him. They done got him. Whooped him good. I'm talking about he come in the hole, his head is split, he bleeding, mouth busted. They done got the phone and beat him up and made him tell them what the access codes was to the phone. I found that out the next morning from him, right? I said, man, homie, I knew they were going to get you anyway. You know what I'm saying? But I told you this story because I want you to understand something. I want you to understand how much pressure it is in the game, how our minds get so twisted and go to that dark place where we feel like we, we got to do anything to survive in the game. This man went to a place in his mind, the mental preparation that he had to go through to put himself in a situation where he thought it was cool to put a phone up in his rectum so he would be able to communicate with his people to do whatever he wanted to do when he got to the next prison. Do you understand the amount of mental preparation that you got to go through to do something like that? Now, I don't know if he's been into that type of thing before, but I do understand the game and the pressures that come along with it. This man put himself in a dark place and found himself on the wrong end of that darkness, if ever such a thing, and got his brains beat out for that phone. All of those types of things that come along with being in the game, especially in prison, it's not worth it, y'all. And that's what I'm trying to make people understand as I'm talking on this podcast with all these different episodes that I'm doing and giving you the truth and the breakdown about what goes on in here. This man got his brains beat out because he thought it was cool to put a phone up in his rectum, y'all. This is a grown man. He put a cell phone in his rectum to, so he could take it to another prison and, and be able to do whatever he wanted to do. You got to go to a dark place to think about all of the stuff that comes along with the game, man. Just remember that when you decide, you know what I'm saying, when you're sitting down and you try to figure out, do I want to do A, B, and C, or do I want to go to school? Or do I want to go get a job? You better go get your job. You better go to school. Stay out of places like this, because in here, almost anything goes. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? Be careful about the decisions that you make, because they have consequences, all of them. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.